Every institution in the world has been flipped upside down in the last two to three years. We're getting ready in less than two and a half months to engage in the third year of this post-pandemic world, this post-pandemic cycle in which everything as we know it has been changed. The word normal uh, has literally been uh completely transformed uh, as a reset button has hit throughout the world. And as we are challenged with this, we understand that this is a tremendously rocky time, a tremendously uneasy time, a tremendous time of uncertainty and unrest. Many have been wrestling and pondering and wondering where God is in the midst of the chaos, where God is in the midst of the challenge and the the tyranny of the urgent. And I want to remind us in light of where we are, Uh, that it is the book of Philippians uh, that encourages us as a book filled with joy. And one thing uh, that is important for us to understand, no matter what the challenges are that we will face in this incoming year, no matter what the circumstances are that we will face in this incoming year. For the Gospel of John reminds us, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. So trouble will come. Tests will will come. Trials will come. Circumstances will come. Frustrations will come. But through it all, God reminds us that he will be with us and he will walk with us in the midst of all of the tests, the circumstances, and the challenges. And that's so good news uh, for us tonight because it allows us to remember uh, that whenever we come into moments of instability, moments of uncertainty, moments of unrest, we are reminded that we have a God who understands. We have a God who is with us and never forsakes us. And so the book of Philippians reminds us of joy. I want you to just type that in, joy, 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 joy. The book of Philippians reminds us of joy. It is a reminder of the joy that we receive in Christ. And so in Philippians chapter one, uh, there is joy in living for Christ. In Philippians chapter two, thank you. Uh, in Philippians chapter two, uh, as judges with these comments, in Philippians chapter two, there is joy in serving Christ. In Philippians chapter three, there is joy in knowing Christ. And then when we get to Philippians chapter four, there is joy in resting in Christ. I want to just stop here for just a moment. First of all, the book of Philippians invites us to joy. There is a difference between joy and happiness. And I want us to understand this because there'll be moments in our lives and moments in our journey, even in this incoming year, where we will not always find ourselves in a state of perfect bliss. There will be bruises. There will be blisters. There will be things that will come. There will be rocky terrain. There will be moments in which we won't have an answer for. But what we have to be reminded of is that joy goes beyond just happiness because happiness as an emotion can be here one minute and gone the next. But joy enables us to understand 
who we are and who we serve in spite of what is going on in our lives. Why is this significant? Why is this important? This is important because, first of all, in the first chapter of this particular epistle, uh, which is written for our instruction and for our edification, the Apostle Paul reminds us that there's joy in living for Christ. So if we're going to navigate, stay with me, if we're going to navigate this new year, we must live for Christ. We must live for Christ. Christ. We must live for Christ. And if we're going to live for Christ, uh, that means we have to do so every day in our day to day in how we interact in how we engage in how we work with one another. We must live for Christ. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing that we see is serving Christ. So that means that not only are we called to live for him, we're called to serve others. Our life must be a tangible demonstration of his revelation. And, and so I want to I wanna look at this. Thirdly, there's joy in knowing Christ. In knowing Christ. Why does this matter? Why is this important? Because as we come to know him, we also come to know ourselves. And as I've said for years, intimacy uh, establishes our identity. Intimacy establishes our identity. Once we know who Christ is, we come to understand who we are. And then lastly, uh, there is joy in resting for Christ. I'm watching my time. There's joy in resting in Christ. I, I believe that uh, in this incoming year, we must embrace a rhythm of rest. I'm going to say that again. We must embrace a rhythm of rest. Notice I didn't say uh, balance, but I said a rhythm of rest. Why? Because uh, this uh, pandemic lifestyle that we've been living has caused us to become very frantic. We've lived very disembodied lives in which everything is happening 24-7, uh, seven days a week without any kind of respite or stop. And so we've got to learn how to rest in Christ, to come to a place in which we understand in which God is working in our lives. And so the Spirit of God works through peace. How are you going to make decisions in this incoming year? By the peace of God. How are you going to know what's the best way to move? By the peace of God. How are you going to know how to navigate uncertainty? By the peace of God. How are you going to know what to do in spite of everything else that's happening? By the peace of God. And I want to encourage you tonight to receive his peace. Hear me carefully. Now, when we talk about stability, and one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord reminded me of for 2023 as an emphasis, as a focus for us and all those that are tied to our ministry, uh, is stability, is stability. We live in a society that is filled with a lot of swift things, a lot of moving, and sometimes there's a whole lot of moving going on, but at the same time, there's nothing going on. 
And so I, I want us to move from the illusion of running for running's sake uh, and come to a place in which we are at peace with God. Whatever my lot that was taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And so when we talk about stability, spiritual stability, I want to give us several keys that will keep us stable. Several keys that will keep us stable. The United Pastor Josh, make sure that we uh, put these keys out uh, as we share them so that we can all grow together. First of all, in the text, it tells us, notice in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 1, Therefore, brothers and sisters, you who I love and long for, stand firm in the Lord in this way. Stand firm. I want to remind you that come what may in this new year, come what challenges, come what opportunity, come what obstacles, come what comes, no matter what you face, no matter what is to come, stand firm. Just type that in, declare it in your heart right now. Hallelujah. Stand firm. But I'm going to stand firm in spite of everything that has been happening. And stability also demands structure. I'm going to say that again. Stability also demands structure. This week, uh, all of us uh, throughout the world have been uh, impacted and even uh, blown away uh, by the recent challenges with Southwest Airlines. It is a case study in leadership. A new CEO was put in place in February of this year. And in this moment, uh, when one crisis hit, uh, it threw the entire system and structure off. Uh, there was new technology upgrades uh, that were recommended and that could have been, but the approach and the posture was, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And as a result, when a challenge came, when chaos came, bless you, Brother Ronald, when circumstances came that they had never seen before, what happened? The entire structure was overwhelmed. The entire structure was overwhelmed. The entire structure was overwhelmed. Why is this significant? Because when structure is not put in place in the right places and in the right way, we get overwhelmed. And I pray that this year we will put the right structure in place so that we're not overwhelmed at everything that will come, so that we're not overwhelmed in the vicissitudes of life, but that we will understand how to ride the wave so that we're able to get to our destination. I think of the metaphor of surfers. When you think of surfers, surfers are looking for uh, the right wave to come in. And when that wave crashes, they're on their surfboards and they're riding the wave in a particular direction. I want you to hear me prophetically. We're going to have turbulence. This ride will be rocky. Trouble will come. Tests will come. But even in this, we are given the command to stand firm. To stand firm and to understand 
that which God has established and set for our lives. We're going to have to write it so that we're able to understand what he is setting before us. And so uh, here are several ways that we can stay stable. If we go back just a little bit to Philippians chapter 3 and we look at verse 15, the chapter before, remember in context, it was not originally written in chapter in verse. All right. And in Philippians chapter three, verse 15, it says, all of us then who are mature, who should take such a view of these things. And if on some point you think differently, that God will make clear to you, let us live up to what we have already attained. Let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following our example. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So the first thing that's going to keep us stable for 2023, we must create a strong prayer life, a strong prayer life, a strong prayer life. We must maintain a strong prayer ministry. That's that's the first thing. If we're going to navigate this new year, we have to have a strong prayer ministry. We got to move beyond the PB&J prayers. Okay, we got to move beyond uh, just uh, the simplicity and mundane things. All right. And move into a place of maturity. I see that. I hear that very strongly in my spirit that we've got to move into a place of maturity. So the first key, the first key, let's keep it up. The first key, we must create a strong prayer life, a strong prayer life. A strong prayer life. That's key number one. Key number one. Stay with me, please. Key number one. We must create a strong prayer life. A strong prayer life. Number two. Number two. You have to build a strong praise. A strong praise. Praise releases pressure. When we gather even tomorrow, uh, we're going to corporately, both online and on site, we're going to open up uh, the beginning of the first Sunday of the year in a crescendo of praise. Uh, Praise releases pressure. Praise uh, is that which uh, enables us uh, to focus in solely on the goodness of God. So I've got to have a strong prayer life, but I must also have a strong praise. Amen. A strong praise. Why? Because that is a joyful expression about what I think about God. Key number two, we're only on the second key. Key number two, we must have a strong praise, a strong praise praise, a strong praise, a strong praise. And and when we understand, when we understand uh, the power of praise, that when we begin to praise God, things begin to shift. I, I want you even now to think about all uh, that you've endured this last year, all the things that have happened, all the things that have come, all the things that you have faced, all the troubles and all the struggles and all the challenges and everything that has happened around you. And one thing I want you to remember, don't lose your praise. Praise God in the midst of it all. Praise God, even when it feels as if you're on 
broken pieces. Praise God. Even when it feels like you have nothing else left. Praise God. Even when it seems like nobody understands what you're facing, what you're going through. Even when you don't even tell people what you're facing, what you're going through. There must be a strong praise that enables us to grow and that moves us beyond where we are to where God is calling us to be. Number three, this is the third key. So remember, the first key is a strong prayer ministry. The second key is a strong praise, a strong praise. The third one is a strong pattern. A strong pattern. A strong pattern. Let's look at the text. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 17. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So we understand that we must have, number three, stay with me, a strong pattern. A strong pattern pattern. What does that mean? That means that we need key number three. We're only on the third key. That means that we need, uh, that means that we need to have communion, communion, communion with God because communion with God, communion with God creates unity. Communion with God creates unity. Communion with God creates unity. Unity. I, I want to encourage you, uh, develop a strong pattern, a strong pattern that produces strong habits. I want to say that again, a strong pattern that produces strong habits, a strong pattern that produces strong habits, a strong pattern that produces strong habits. Okay, a strong pattern that produces strong habits habits. Now, this strong pattern, we're talking about communion with God. Communion with God. Communion with God. Why is this important? Communion with God. It means taking time with God. Taking time with God. Taking time with God. God. All right. And how does this work? How does this work? Thank you, Pastor K. How does this work? It means that I have to be intentional about my intimacy. I have to be intentional about my intimacy. Ah, I think I should pray. I got it. No, 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 no. We want to move with intentionality. And if we're going to move with intentionality, it means that we have to be intentional with how we live. We have to be intentional in our prayer time. We have to be intentional in our worship. We have to be intentional in everything that we do so that we come from a place being well-nourished and well-fed. A strong pattern. Communion with God creates unity. The fourth key, key number four, key number four. Create strong principles. Create strong 
principles. We're talking about five keys that will keep us stable in 2023. Create strong principles. Number four, create, thank you, strong principles. Create strong principles. And what does that mean? That means upholding standards that you do not stop doing. Upholding standards that you do not stop doing. Notice verse number 18 of Philippians chapter 3. Uh, and please take note of this, Philippians 3:18. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, their appetites, their glory is in their shame, and their mindset is set on earthly things. Now, here's the bridge. Here's the bridge, Philippians 3 and 20. I want you to get this lesson now. Here's the bridge, Philippians 3 and 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. So notice, 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 he's talking about the carnal minded and the spiritual minded. You're going to have to re-listen to this, to this teaching again. All right. He's talking about the carnal minded and the spiritually minded. If we're going to navigate 2023 wisely and well, we cannot allow carnality to be our emphasis. We must be spiritually minded. We must have a mind after God, a heart after God. Notice what he says. They set their mind on earthly things. And so when we're talking about having strong principles, we are setting our minds on heavenly things. Notice in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, on my Instagram fam, stay with me. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we understand where we get our marching orders. And I, I want to preach this to someone today. We understand where we get our marching orders. And why is that important? That's important because, and hear me carefully, that's important because we must remember that no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no matter what we deal with, that we are not alone. Our citizenship is in heaven. So the solution to the moral decay and the moral fabric of our society is not political, it's not just social, it's not just economic, but it is spiritual. Why? Because our citizenship is in heaven. So every believer is a dual citizen. We have our citizenship on earth where we live, where we reside, and we have our citizenship in heaven, which means that we ultimately know that no matter who sits at the seat of the White House, no matter who sits in Buckingham Palace, no matter who sits in the Kremlin, no matter who the Secretary General of the United Nations is, he has the whole world in his hands on his throne. And because of that, we have access. And I want to minister to somebody tonight. You have been dealing with a very traumatic and a very challenging year. And you had resolutions that didn't get resolved. And you had dreams that were deferred. And you had hopes that caused you to be hopeless. That you had plans that brought you great pain. <coughs> and in spite of it all, 
our refrain is tonight, God, I still believe you. God, I still trust you. God, I still know that you have times and seasons in your hands and that you are with me even when everything around me is uncomfortable. Can we be honest and say that there were a lot of curveballs in this year? There were a lot of things that we got thrown. There were a lot of things that we got hit with and we didn't have an answer for. We didn't have a solution for. We didn't have any understanding for. And yet through it all, we still trust God. Through it all, we still are reminded who he is. So for review, key number one, uh, key number one, we must make sure that we create a strong prayer ministry. Key number one, I want to get that out there again before I go to the last one. Key number one, five keys for keeping us stable in 2023, that we create a strong prayer ministry. Key number two, that we build a strong praise. I want to do these for review again and we'll put them on the screen. Key number one, that we create a strong prayer ministry. Key number two, that we build a strong praise. Key number three, that we have a strong pattern. That we have a strong pattern. That we have a strong pattern. So after key number one, strong prayer life. Thank you. Uh, second key is that we have a strong praise, a strong prayer. That's what's going to get you through it. That's what's going to navigate you through it. That's what's going to keep a praise on your lips. Keep a praise on your heart. Keep a praise despite what you're facing, despite what you're going through. My soul will magnify the Lord. My soul will make a boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That's praise. It is, it is understood that God expects praise. Worship is is commanded, but praise is expected. He expects us to praise him. He expects us to honor him. He expects us to worship him. Second key, we must have a strong pattern. Key number four, key number four, we must create strong principles, create strong principles, create strong principles. Key number four, create strong principles. Okay. Create strong principles. I want you to catch this as we're flowing in this. Methods always change, but principles never do. Methods always change, but principles never do. Methods are many. Principles are few. Methods always change. Principles never do. Methods are many. Principles are few. Methods always change. Principles never do. Understanding that there must be principles that we live our lives on as believers. Uh, we must build ourselves on the principles of the word of God and the person of Christ. That is where we get our strength. 
That is what resources us. That is what keeps us. That is what encourages us. That is what strengthens us. No matter what we go through, no matter what we face, that is how we get through it. We don't get through it just by how we post. We don't get through it just by what others say. We get through it because we have an anchor for our souls. And the anchor for our souls is the word of God. And in his word, we find relief. In his word, we find a hiding place. Number five, as I get ready to hasten to a close. Number five, number five. After we create a strong prayer ministry, stability in 2023. Secondly, we are called to build a strong praise. Thirdly, we're called to build strong principles. Fourthly, we're called to uh, build strong principles. Sorry. Thirdly, we're called to build strong pattern. Number five, key number five, we're called to strong problem solving. Key number five, we're called to strong problem solving. We're called to strong problem solving. Notice, notice Philippians chapter three, verse 21, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Christ. Okay. Every problem that we have is solved in the mind of God. (laughs) God is not guessing when we pray how things are going to happen. He knows the end from the beginning. That's why we've got to learn how to live by the Spirit. We've got to learn how to walk by the Spirit. I'm not talking about click tracks and memes. I'm talking about being able to live a Spirit-filled life, a Spirit-fed life, so that we understand how to move in the authority and the wisdom that God has established and ordained. Strong problem solving. Strong problem solving. Not just seeing the problem, but also seeing the possibility. One of the most frustrating things as a leader, one of the most frustrating things as a leader is when people only give you problems. Quickest way to get promoted in any industry is to not give the supervisor or the CEO problems, but to identify the problem and then give two solutions. (laughs) It's easy to see a problem. It takes skill to see a solution. And so what we see around us is problems here, problems there, problems there, problems there. But there must also be a anointing and a development for us to be a solutionist. God has created you to be a solutionist. You are an answer to someone's problem. I'm going to say it again. You are an answer to someone's problem. And so we are called to be problem solvers. Spiritual stability, the year of stability, how these five steps are going to keep us stable. A strong prayer life, a strong praise, a strong pattern, strong principles, strong problem solving. When we understand problem solving 
in this way. When we understand problem solving in this way, it moves us from obstacles into opportunities. When we understand problem solving in this way, it positions us to go beyond the shallow and the superficial. And it enables us to press in to what God desires to do in and through our lives. As we take a moment, as we take a moment, I'm going to receive the Lord's gifts in a moment. Our final seed before the year, and then we're going to pray into the year. As we take a moment, I want you to meditate on this word. That God would allow stability to come. I speak prophetically over your life right now. That God will give you stability. That the Spirit of the Lord will illuminate your spirit, your inner man. And cause you to see that which you have never seen before. I want to look at, before I close this message, Jude. In Jude. In Jude. In Jude. The doxology in Jude says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, to keep you from stumbling. And that blesses me. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling. So he is able to keep us from stumbling. What does that mean? That means it is Christ that keeps us stable. It is Christ that keeps us stable. It's Christ that will keep us stability, that will give us stability in our minds. It is Christ that will give us stability in our hearts. It's Christ that will give us stability in our emotions. That will enable us to move from simply reacting to responding. Moving from reacting to what we say, reacting in what we hear, to responding in faith. My prayer tonight, as we prepare ourselves for spiritual stability, is that we will move from the superficial. That we will move from the mundane. God bless you. Happy New Year to you. That we'll move from the superficial. That we'll move from the mundane. And that we will move into that which God has established and ordained. Before we prepare ourselves to pray into the new year, before we prepare ourselves to pray into the new year, first thing I want us to do in light of this spiritual stability, I want us to prepare our hearts for this final seed, this final offering that we will give unto the Lord before this new year begins. We call this a finish strong seed. And what that simply means is that we give in faith that as we do so in this moment, that we will come into the new year with greater wisdom, greater knowledge, and greater understanding. I wanna I wanna I want to as we get ready to give tonight, as we get ready to give, and you can have let's make sure that I'll Options are prepared. As we get ready to give, I want to read this to you out of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And I, I think it's so critical. I think it's so critical. We put the runner up as well. Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to look at this. Just Nala, God bless you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. I want to look at this. Ephesians chapter 1. This scripture has been in me all week long. 
Ephesians chapter 1, and I want to look at verses 17 and 18. Ephesians 1, God bless you, Sister Simone. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. Let's look at this. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that he will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you might know him better. Somebody type in better on all of our platforms, on all of our platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, somebody type in better, that you may know him better. I pray that in this new year, hallelujah, that you might know him better. That you will say at the end of 2023, going into 2024, God, I know you better than I did before. And I can tell you without a shot of a doubt, despite the tears I've shed this year, despite losing loved ones, despite people passing that I thought would be around forever, I have come to tell you this night with a limp. I told my brother earlier, I'm limping into the new year. How many of you are like me this year? You limping into the new year. Sister Joseph, I miss you. God bless you, babe. Limping into the new year. But I'm limping saying that, God, I want to know you better. I want to know you better in my life. I want to know you better in every area of my circumstance. Brother Ronald, I want to know him better in everything that he's doing in and through my life. He says, uh, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart glory to God, might be enlightened. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. My prayer tonight for you. We're getting ready to pray in this new year, but before we do that, I want to uh, prepare ourselves uh, as we sow into this moment now. And I want you to give according to that which God has blessed you and, and what you're believing God for for this new year. Amen. That may be a, a gift of a hundred. It may be uh, I used to do a seed of 52 on these nights, believing God for the next 52 weeks. Uh, sometimes I did more than that. 120. One year, we, my wife and I sold a thousand on a night like this and all that. It doesn't matter the amount. People have people have misused and misconstrued and all of that. We are coming into maturity. God loves a cheerful giver, not one under compulsion but one who is cheerful, one who has a heart of gratitude. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what is giving very simply? It is love responding to love. And I will make sure we also have it on our Instagram. There are four ways for us to sow our finished strong seed tonight. And I want you to say with me, I want you to type this in and just say this over your heart. I will finish strong. Say that with me. I will finish strong. That is not just a declaration for the last few minutes of this moment, but that's a declaration for the next 365 days. And I will finish strong. God, I want to know you better.
I want to know you better. I want to know you better. And I want to know in that which you have done and that which you are continuing to do. We're getting ready to pray into this new year. Getting ready to pray into this new year. And just before we do that, just before we do that, uh, there are four ways in which we sow. There are four ways in which we give. There are four ways in which we give. First of all, we can give uh, via Cash App. That is dollar sign Global Fire Now. That is dollar sign Global Fire Now. Also on our website, globalfirenow.com. Globalfirenow.com. There's a PayPal link there. It's secure. Next, uh, we have texting global to 51400. And lastly, we have our Zelle, globalfirenow at gmail.com. I want you to sow that seed now uh, in faith in the name of the Lord. Some of you have already done it. Some of you wait until the actual 1201 to do that. We're going to pray even now. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for what our eyes have seen. We thank you for what our ears have heard. We thank you, O oh God, for what you're doing in us, what you're doing through us. We thank you by your spirit and by your power for this new year. We thank you, Spirit of the living God. Let's go into a spirit of prayer. We thank you, Spirit of the living God, for what you have begun to do and what you have said from the foundations of the world. We thank you that you have blessed us to end 2022. Despite how it may have begun, you have caused one thing to end and another is about to begin. And your word declares, blessed is is the beginning, the ending of a thing, and not just the beginning of a thing. And so, Father, over these next few seconds, we ask that you would be glorified, that you would be exalted, that you would be lifted up, that you would be exalted, that you would be praised. I pray in the name of Jesus that this year would be a year of stability, that you would cause us to move out of instability, out of frustration, out of desperation, out of fear, out of complacency, and that you would push us into a brand new year. And now, Lord, I ask that you would open our hearts, that you will open our minds, that you will open our mouths, that we will have a strong praise, that we will have strong prayer, that we will have a strong pattern, that we will have strong principles that we will have strong problem solving and we thank you for a brand new year 2023 in Jesus name amen God bless you God bless you and happy new year glory be unto God my God it is a brand new year it is a brand new season and God